from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the pods moving and storage studio. What is happening, America? It's the Ramsey Show. We're hanging out to have a conversation about your life, your mental health, your relationships, your work, and your money. I'm John Deloney, joined here by one of the greatest people you will ever know, Rachel Cruz, and we are taking your calls live, 888-825-5225. It's 888-825-5225. Let's go out to Gretel in Fargo, North Dakota. What's up, Gretel? Hi. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon to you. Um, What's happening? Well, um, I got married to um, a guy who got divorced and it was um well the divorce was fine but we found out that i found out right after i got married to him that the divorce paper had been so unfair with um all the debts that she put in towards my husband's name which he didn't know and um well he agreed with it just for peace and stuff and like the student loan they made together during their marriage was put on all to his name. And for the past five years, we've um, had quite problems with every year. Uh, she is homeschooling the boys and she wants us to help with homeschooling. Well, as far as I know and what is written in, um, in, the, um, in the divorce or like, like generally child support should cover education and other stuff. And that's what in the court system in Minnesota says. And, um, um, but now we, I, me and my husband decided that we should not help her with the finances. Like she wants us to pay $200 a month toward homeschooling. And I told my husband that instead of putting it in, um, cash, then let's put it towards the boys. Like we spend more time with them so we could have more time because we see them hardly ever at all. And even though in a divorce paper, it's just supposed to say every weekend, but she's taking them most of the time. So I said, instead of that money giving towards her, well, she had been, the divorce paper had been unfair. So it's just fair enough that we put, um, the money instead towards seeing the boys and then she could um like okay Gretel, like, what? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Save, what's your question yeah, hon? She could save with, with um what is that like food and stuff yeah Gretel, what's, you know? what's your question yeah the question is um is it are we morally obliged to fund this woman like is it okay to financially support her because her she is in financial struggle right now. Okay. And to me, yeah. So first, um, we're going to follow the divorce decree. And yes. what the divorce decree tells us to send, we're going to send. You, as the new wife, can look at the divorce decree that your grown-up husband signed and say this wasn't yeah. fair. But you choosing to waste one second of energy being upset about that is a choice you are yeah. making to be miserable. Don't do that. Yeah. You married yeah. in, it's what is, and we're going to pay it off because that's what we all agreed on in court. Or that's what he agreed on in court. Yeah, we, we paid off. We paid off everything. Good deal. And Good deal. Yeah. 
And so here, uh, hold on, hold on. Um, I I am way more. I'm okay. way more concerned when I'm thinking okay. about the the health and wellness of these kids yeah. outside of the four walls. Yeah. I'm way more concerned that when they're 14, 15, 17, 18, one of them's going to look their father in the eye and say, "Hey, the court said you could visit me every weekend. Why didn't you fight yeah. for me?" And so, yeah, bef- that's the thing. Too. No, no, no. Like, that's a choice y'all make. And okay. no, I would not be. I would not do things above and beyond the court order unless we sat down as three adults, or if she's remarried, and agreed on, "Hey, there's some, been some different needs, and if we can be adults about it, great. And if we can't, then we'll we'll go back to court and see what we need to do." But um, no, somebody can't just say, hey, by the way, I decided to do a new thing. you got to give me more money. That's not how that works. That's why the court has a decree that everybody agrees to and everybody follows. Um, if your kids are suddenly unsafe or your husband's kids are unsafe, they are in a home where they're not eating, there's not heat, there's not basic um, necessities, then you all have to step in and you probably have to get an attorney to help you with that. And this isn't about winning and this isn't about punishing her. This is about taking care of those kids. Um, and I'm saying if she's in financial straits and needs to start charging you guys for $200 every month for homeschool, it doesn't make any sense to me. But here's what I want to do. I want to start this whole conversation by we're going to follow the divorce decree. We're going to follow what the thing says. I'm going to go get my kids every single weekend. And if you don't want to give me my kids, then I'm going to take you to court because those are my children and I'm going to see my kids. I'm going to pay the child support every single month as written. I'm going to take care of it. If you come to me as an adult and say, hey, there's some specific needs and here's it, but you getting $200 here, we're going to put in this account over here and we're going to do it. For, that just makes this whole thing a mess. Don't do that. Follow the plan as it's written first. Let's do basics. And then if y'all want to have adult conversations about specific needs beyond that and y'all can all three agree to be adults, cool. And if you can't, great. Then let's move on. Through your experience, John, working with families, blended families, how what percentage and I guess that that doesn't matter what qualities do people have that make this kind of situation like really good for the kids versus putting them in the in the middle and it's and it you know destroys them like what what's the like what are the things that that she Gretel and her husband things that they can be doing for themselves to grow and say hey we want to become healthier Mm -hmm. for this situation what are those characteristics that you see within families that do it really well almost without exception they are they choose we're going to be very adult minded about this and every bit of our energy will be focused on what's the greatest environment we can make for these children and that means i'm going to put down my jealousy every time i see her with her new husband i'm going to put down my insta rage that comes over me every time i see him with that woman he cheated with me on now they're married mm-hmm. because going to war after court going to war during court it's it helps nobody and then this situation, what's happening here is these children are becoming pawns. It's a way for potentially for ex-wife to get some more money. Yeah. It's a way for them to, she's not following this, so I'm going to do that. You cannot use your kids yep. as weapons. You can't, you can't, you can't, you can't. Um, I have been astounded over the last, I don't know, 15, 20 years, watching adults be adults. Like, I've learned from watching divorced couples say, yeah, I mean, we were married and we were in love and we had plans that didn't work out. And we have three kids. And so we meet every month 
to talk about what's going on in our life. We're able to be civil at, at child conferences. We all show up because we're grown-ups. Yep. And we are sad in the car, but we're adults. And dude, it's beautiful when mm, people choose to put good. maturity above <laughs> what I want you. in the moment. Yep. Yes. Good. Ugh, so ugh. be adults, everybody. Be adults. We'll be right back. With more frequency than you know, I get calls and emails from people dealing with the recent loss of a spouse or a parent. You can hear the struggle and the heartache they've been experiencing. And at a time they should be grieving, what breaks my heart the most is the strain and tension they're going through because of money, especially when it's a situation that could have been avoided. If you have a family, it is your responsibility to have term life insurance. It is one of the things you do to show you care. And yes, this is an ad for Xander Insurance. But since this is one of the most effective ways I have to get my point across, so be it. For over 25 years, I've been telling you about the importance of term life insurance and protecting your family. Listen, you need to check out Xander.com or call them at 800-356-4282. I can't say it enough. Protect your family. It's what you're supposed to do. Go to Xander.com or call 800-356-4282. 82. Hey, this is the Ramsey Show. I'm John Deloney, joined here by Rachel Cruz. It really helps us out. You don't have to buy anything. It takes 13 seconds. If you will do us a huge favor, share the show. And yes, it is self-serving. It helps our ratings and all that. If you leave a five-star review, if you just hit the subscribe button. But here's why I'm asking you to do that. It kicks up the show in the algorithms and it puts the show, it puts specific calls, it puts debt-free screams, it puts those moments that people are craving, those those moments that can push somebody over the edge and say, now is the time to change my life. It will put it in their podcast feed if we get more five-star reviews. It puts it in on YouTube on their YouTube channel. It kicks it up more if you will go subscribe. So it's a it's a low, it's a no-cost way to support the show, but more importantly, to help put this show in front of other people who need it. The life-changing um, advice, the life-changing plans that we that we offer, folks. Thank you so much for being with us, and thank you for helping out your your neighbor um, by leaving review positive reviews and by hitting the subscribe button wherever you consume this show. All right, let's go to Cameron in H Town. Go Stros. What's up, Cameron? Hello. Uh, thanks for having me. I'm 62 years old. I was fortunate to retire two years ago. In that time, I gave uh, my two adult daughters sixty grand apiece to buy houses, so they're set. Wow! At four fifty in our IRA, I have a paid-off house worth about two fifty. I have two new vehicles, and everything's paid for. Uh, the IRA, my wife is beneficiary. The house is in both my wife and my name, and cars are both our name. Do I need a will just yet? I'm thinking I can wait till one of us are gone and then line it up. But the way things are set up right now, everything 
I feel if I go, she gets everything. Um, I need a will. I w- I think you needed a will twenty five years ago. And here's where I'm coming from on that. Um, one, I was the dean of students at a law school for about for five or six years. I forgot how about five years, and I got to see have a ringside seat to what happens in probate court. What happens when um, relatives come out of the woods? When kids sue their parents? When cousins sue their 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 aunts? It's madness. And so you have, man, you have done an incredible job financially. Um, here's the second thing. I sp- have spent a chunk of my career doing death notification, showing up with police officers in the middle of the night when somebody's lost their spouse, when somebody's lost a child. And the number of times I've had a spouse look at me and say, I don't know what to do next. I don't know where stuff is. I don't know where the paper is. I don't know where this is. I don't know who to call. And a will helps consolidate all of that information into a single place. And it also, you have conversations about what do you want your funeral to look like? Where do you want to be buried? What do you want these things? And those are not pleasant conversations. They're not fun. Um, We've had them so many times in my house. Now it's just become routine. Um, But it's absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Gives the executor of the will, um, if you were to pass away tomorrow and your wife is grieving like she's going to and doesn't know what day it is, it gives the people that you care about in your life an opportunity to walk in and say, okay, here's what happens first, here's what happens second, here's what happens third. It helps direct the courts. It just cleans everything It just makes it all easier, yeah. And Cameron, and God forbid something happened to you and your wife together. Right, you would probably want this stuff to be passed to your kids right. at that point. So it just gives yeah. um, it just gives direction, and it takes out a lot of the hoops and stuff that people will have to jump through um, with your assets. And so it just it makes it smoother. And two camera, they're not that expensive. You can get you know state specific wills. Mama Bear Legal Forms is a great website. You can do an online form, especially if it's not a complicated estate. You can just do a will online. Um, you know pay some money and, and it's done. Like it's not that that's, expensive. And that's what I did mine, Cameron. I did mine with Mama Bear Legal Forms. It's a simple will. I just don't, I don't have a lot um, and it's straightforward, just very similar to your situation except you get way more money than me. It's it's just straight across the board and it's simple and it just says it goes to here. Just and, get it on the rise and go in the seat. Sir? Get it notarized, do it online and Get it notarized, or do I go to just a just just go to mamabearlegalforms.com and and um, follow follow the follow the process there, and it'll just walk you right through it. Um, or if you've got a, a buddy who's an attorney at your local church, and they can work. I mean, there's there's a there's a bunch of ways to do it. I did it with Mama Bear um, because it's an it's it's a sponsor on the show. Um, it's a group that we've had a relationship with a long time, and they make it very easy. And they make That's it, one dude, it was we, so yeah. easy. I've had a super complex will with seven different parts and all the. This one was very simple and straightforward, and that's why I went with it. My wife did it too. Yep. So just yeah, follow follow that. They direct you. I'll basically hold your hand through this process because it because it's a weird process. It's you super know, creating weird. Creating your will and yeah. all that. Um, but Cameron, you've done a you've done a fabulous job, um, and this just is one of those safety net things that's just really wise. So, yeah, it's something that we all we tell people all the time. It's stuff you don't want to think about, but life insurance and a will are two things. And you need life insurance if someone is dependent upon your income. You would need you need life insurance. Even you stay at home moms out there, you need life insurance on you because if something happens to you, 
then dad has to sit there and say, okay, who's going to help with the kids? How, how, how are we going to keep life afloat? And so, man, that is the one thing I'm like, if anyone, if, if everyone out there could have term life insurance, we've heard just the horror stories oh, on this yeah. show of people that pass on sudden things and, and, and then the spouse is, you know, has nothing and they have to go and, and go back to work, maybe plug back in when they weren't. I mean, it's just, it, it's heartbreaking in the midst of like a really, really hard time. So term life insurance, our friends at Xander recommend them um, and getting that. And everyone needs a will, a will, a will, because again, it, it's, it's not that expensive and it just makes all of this so much easier when you have a legal document that says here's where That's everything right. is. It just makes it, it makes it smoother. And I'll, I'll, I'll take it one step further, Cameron. Um, if you haven't already, you sound like somebody that probably has already done this, but for everybody listening, keep that something that you update once a month, once every three or four months, once a quarter. Um, and I'm behind on mine, so I got to go do it. Keep on a single piece of paper somewhere where everyone in your home knows where it is, all of your passwords, where the bank account is, where the information is, so that if something ha- who to call, so if something yeah. happens to you, there's it, it's as easy as possible. Here's what we're going for. A hundred percent of us pass away, Rachel. What we're going for is, can I set my wife up in a situation where when I go, she has the blessing to just spend some time grieving? She doesn't have to spend time wondering how she's going to eat. She doesn't have to spend time who's wondering who's the insurance agent. Who's the there person? A policy? Who's we the, don't know. Yep. It's all right here. Yep. And she gets the blessing and privilege of just being sad for a long time. Yes. And that's what we're going for here. And right? you know what, John? It's funny. I'm in my mid 30s. So both of our Winston's parents and my parents, both active, you know, working, living life. It's great. Both which applause to them have set us all down as separate families, right? We have with the Ramseys and then the Cruises have done the same with us. Um, and Winston's parents, every other year, they sit down with the grown kids and they say, hey, here, and his dad does that. He hands over a sheet of paper and it's everyone imaginable. And then he has another list of, of the financial. I mean, they are so open yeah. because it's like, and then and then we go through scenarios. Mm-hmm. If something happens to me, if something happens you know, to my mother-in-law, if something both happens, here's, and, and who's on the, who, yes, I mean, it, it's all right there. And then the Ramseys, we've done the same thing. We do it once a year. And yep. it's like, and as a, and as an adult child, I'm so thankful. So all of you in your 60s and 70s who have adult children have these conversations. Yeah. And I know it's awkward. It's weird. It's terrible. The Ramseys, we've done it for so long. And we're, we call it the when Dave dies meeting, well, which is it, so it, my terrible. Dad's, my dad was a homicide detective. He's like, hey, I'm going to die. So yeah. here's the, so at our house, <laughs> I've, had to, I've had to be careful okay. that not every family talks like we do. Totally, right? totally, yeah. I know. But but so, last Christmas, my dad brought the updated will in an envelope and he goes, hey, this is where this is. This and he yes. just, It was like a Christmas present. <laughs> and it was a Christmas present. It really, I mean, we joke about it, but y'all, in, in a time of crisis, like parents that do this and have these conversations and Such plan, it is, it really is. And so. for you parents who are 60s, 70s, 50s, I promise you when you have all this written down, you will sleep a little bit deeper because mm. you, you've thought it through, you know where it all is, and you'll be good to go. This is The Ramsey Show. We'll be right back.
Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. Taking your calls this hour, I'm Rachel Cruz with Dr. John Deloney. Next up, we have Brenda in Battle Creek. Hey, Brenda, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. Absolutely. How can we help? Uh, Well, I recently sold a house and I have equity from that house. What do I do with it? Right now, I have it in a money market. It just sold. So, I mean, that's why I haven't invested it yet. Um, but, um, I, I, I have a 401k, I have an IRA, um, and my financial advisor suggested going to a CD for this money. <laughs> Why? So, oh, what are you gonna, I don't know. Are you going to, are you going to use it to buy more property soon? Well, possibly. I don't know whether I'm going to use the money to maybe buy a fixer upper and flip it. That okay. could be a possibility. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, I, there, there, there's so many possibilities that could happen with this money. I just want to make sure that I'm getting the biggest bang for the buck in the shortest amount of time. I don't, I wouldn't lose a second of sleep over that. Okay. Like, I, I, Rachel and I were just talking about this off air. Also, put, put a price on peace mm-hmm. and a price on your time. Like you got it in a money market, just let it sit there. What What else do you have, Brenda? Do you have any debt? No, no. And where are you living now? Um, actually, I have a house that is completely paid for. Um, so everything's paid off. Amazing. I have, and I you have, have good cash in the bank. Well, that's that's from the sale of the house. But yes, is that the only cash you have? Is this one forty? As cash, yes. Okay. So if I were you, Brenda, I mean, I would, uh, I would put some of the savings away. Are you, are you single married kids? I'm single. Single. Okay. So if I were you, I would get six months of your expenses, price that out, take some of that from this 140, put aside, I'd just keep that in a money market account. And then this 140. Yeah. I mean, at this point it's kind of like, okay, you, you're at baby step seven, is what we would say when you look because mm-hmm. you have no mortgage, you got nothing, right? So you are just sitting nothing. on, um, just for fun, we'll say $100,000 for easy math. So there's three things you can do with money. You can give it, you can save it, and you can enjoy it. And, you know, at this point, Brenda, I would encourage you to do all three. If there's, I would give some of this um, and find someone, something, uh, a ministry, a church, uh, or even just a nonprofit, something that you love. A friend's kid is going to college, just gets a mystery check, you know? Uh, find, <laughs> yeah, find some way to, to be generous with some of it. Um, okay. I would enjoy some of it. I don't know if you need to upgrade a car, if you want to go on a great trip or something. You, you well, ha- And that's the thing, too. I have been saving my entire life, so I can't even hardly afford to let go of $10. Brenda, I'm about to send you on a vacation. Brenda. 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 I don't I don't spend money at all. Brenda, how so old are you? to enjoy some of it. Um, I, I'm, I'm 51. That's not that old. You, I thought you were about to say I, yeah. 111. You're 51. <laughs> well, it feels like it some days. You're halfway I, home. You are, you are halfway oh done. Oh my gosh. You are halfway done. But yeah, I, I am working full time still. So I'm trying to start two businesses. Um, I, I just, I just need some direction and how to get my businesses going so I, I can enjoy the rest of what I have without worrying about okay. maybe spending ten dollars oh, oh, for lunch. You. 
you oh brenda you are you are you are chasing peace as an external metric you're never going to find it out there right you're not and if you get these businesses stable you'll enjoy that for about 11 and a half minutes <laughs> gotcha and then you will either have to deal with murphy's law something will spin off behind you and you have to go solve it or you will just knock something over to have something to go fix because that's who brenda is you're gonna buy a house that's a piece of trash and <laughs> fix it up fix it up because yeah, that's exactly i got nothing yeah. else going on in my life right right, right. i i i, well, I, I like I, to stay busy i like to stay busy and i like to have my hands in in stuff all the time and i i i i, I like to make money I I I, I like great. all those things, and if we're not careful, um, being busy is our drink of choice. Exactly. We become alcoholics, except it's it's we're addicted to busyness, or we're addicted to the next deal, then the next deal, then the next deal, and then that deal doesn't get us our hit anymore. So we got to go get two deals, and then we start getting real itchy. And so yeah. I want you to make yourself go on a vacation. <laughs> I want you to make yourself give some money away to somebody. I want you mm -hmm. just to bless the abs, just just shower somebody with 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 giving, okay? Right. And right. make yourself do it and just sit in it, okay? Just mm -hmm. sit in it. And if you hate it, then um, you never have to go on a vacation again. Just give it a shot. It's, pre right. it's pretty right. awesome. Okay, but I am kind of looking towards maybe cutting my full time job now. Am I gonna? How much do you make? How, is, how much do you make now with your full time job? About forty thousand. Forty thousand. Okay. And then how much yeah. do you make between the two businesses that you're that you're spinning up? Well, I'm just starting them up, so I haven't really made anything yet. Okay. So how would you make money? That's going to be like a hobby. Okay. So how would what what kind of work do you want to do then? Um. Well, it's kind of uh, it's kind of incorporating a couple different projects, but basically, it's going to be um, helping women that have been traumatized. Mm -hmm. um, um, I actually went through that, and when I was going through that, nobody was there. But since that, all these women that have come to me. If for advice, I mean, I've been life coaching probably about 10 hours a week now. I mean, not paid, not really anything. I'm just ex explaining to them how I've been going through this yeah. and it's helping them. And I want to get together with these women and just mm. know that they're not alone. It's mm. awesome. That's amazing. And, and it, it, it just, it's so empowering and so uplifting now mm -hmm. because of where I was to where now where I am and I can see, you know, I dug myself out of that hole and I want to help other women to know that because when I was in that hole, I didn't see the, I didn't see the yeah. light. Well, I hear, I hear the, the passion in your voice and not to make this sound right. transactional. I had to ask this question, but for life coaching, is that something you, you think career wise that you may start making a living off of? Like, hey, I can, um, I can start counseling people or helping them or mentoring them, but it's going to be quitting your full-time job to do that? Um, not really. Okay, it's, um, it's just more of a, it's more of a gift like of your heart that you just love to do. It is. Okay, because okay. I don't feel like I should get paid for that. Yeah, I, that's I, fine. I, you, you know, I just, I just don't feel like I should yeah, yeah, get paid for that. Yeah, and you don't have to. And it, and I just want to make sure that... Just to know. I just don't want you to quit yeah, you your full-time job because I, you need to eat. You need to have an income coming in, even oh, though you right. have a great you know, $100,000 left over after your emergency fund, which is awesome. And you could live off yeah. that for a few, you know, if you want to take a break and be like, Brenda's going to chill for 60 days, 
you know, go chill. <laughs> That's great. I, I think that. I think you are. <laughs> I I, you I can, <laughs> but I'm saying mathematically, you can with your money because you have no payments. Right. And you have $100,000 in the bank. So if you wanted to, you, you that's an option for you, which is amazing. Um, okay. But also, I don't want you to quit your full-time job without at least an idea of kind of where I where I want to go because it doesn't sound like the two businesses that you're starting up are paying anything. You said they're basically hobbies and then you have this mentorship thing on the side that's your heart and your passion, which you just love to do, which is great. So yeah, I, w- I would start to kind of narrow down, Brenda. Um, here's here's what I recommend you do. Nothing. Um, this purchase uh, for somebody with your background, this is a this is a culmination of a season, and I want you to just sit for six months and just leave the money where it's at. Like Rachel said, I would pull that money out for your emergency fund, pull it into an account where it goes, but just sit and let the smoke clear on this and continue living your life. Don't quit your job yet, but give yourself about six months to let the smoke clear and say, okay. What's my next move? And you're going to have a lot clearer head in a few months. It's great, Brenda. Thanks for calling. You're awesome. This is The Ramsey Show. Psalms 4, 8. In peace I will lie down and sleep. For you alone, Lord, make me dwell in safety. Harry Kemp says, The poor man is not he who is without a scent, but he who is without a dream. Harry Kemp. All right, let's go to Kevin in Tampa, Florida. What's up, Kevin? How are we doing? Good. How are you guys? Thank you for taking my call. You got it. What's up? Hey, so... Um, I just got engaged to my girlfriend or fiance now. Nice. And, um, Congratulations. To, thank you so much. Uh, we're just trying to figure out how to prioritize uh, saving up for the wedding and um, as well as paying our debts. Um, she has 10000 total just in student loans, and I have uh, twenty nine and um, 9000 in credit cards, which I plan to pay off by the end of this year, and the rest of that in student loans. Okay, so what's your question? Uh, oh, my, my question is, um, should I, since I'm planning to um, pay off the credit card, um, and what, what, what are your thoughts on kind of like putting a pause on my student loans while I save up for the wedding? Um, we plan to have the wedding in 2024, so oh. it's pretty far days out. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I would. my answer may change now. I thought you guys would... You know, be getting married summer of twenty three or something. And I was like, if that's why are you case, waiting so long? Um, just because we wanted to uh, get our finances uh, right. No, um, no, Kevin, just get married. Yeah, go to the JP today. <laughs> go. Congratulations, brother. No, you're you don't married. need your. Fi- you're fine. You guys, you're doing it. You're and you. You're gonna. You're gonna do it so much faster, and more motivated together. 
when when you're mm-hmm. married and you guys are yeah you don't don't feel like you have to get your finances or not before you're getting married or even having a baby you're good so so i should save up for the wedding, or we should save up for the wedding now uh yeah i would do both i would simultaneously continue to pay off your debt but i'm okay uh-huh. with you putting some cash aside yes for the wedding i don't want you doing that for two years though kevin so i want you guys getting married i want y'all and y'all are broke I, I, you don't need a hundred thousand dollar wedding that you're paying for yourselves how much you guys make? How much do y'all make a year? Um, I make 65 and she ranges. Uh, right now she's a travel nurse, but she's planning on just getting a staff job uh, early next year. Okay. So right now she's probably making like 150, uh, probably able to save up 20,000 by the end of this year. And then she's going to go to staffing, which is probably like around 80,000. Okay. Awesome. So yeah, I would, I would encourage you guys to get married sooner. Way sooner. Uh-huh. Way sooner. Uh, I would continue to work on your debt and your debt alone. So paying off your credit yeah. cards, let her be working towards her 10000 in student loans. And then you guys have a total and say, hey, by this date, we would love to have this amount of money so we can start planning a wedding. So that could be Christmas of this year, whatever it is. And so it may not be, it's not going to be a huge, wonderful thing with flowers everywhere. It's still going to yeah. be wonderful. It's going to be wonderful. But it, yes, it's going to be tempered because you guys are paying for it. And that's great. That's great. Mm-hmm. Um, people spend so much money on weddings. And I'm not mad at that. But man, we spend more effort and energy on that versus the marriage. So I'd rather get you guys married and have a decent, wonderful, beautiful wedding um, that, you're, that you're paying for. And then you guys together at that point tackling the rest of this debt together. Sounds good. Thank you so much, guys. You got it. And uh, Rachel, I, I have not heard. I'm sure they exist. You may have some friends. I've not heard one person, not one, who went ahead and did a super low-fi, low-key wedding during the COVID years mm-hmm. and with the intention of, we're going to go ahead and get married now, and we're going to throw a big party down the yes, road. Yes, yes. I've not heard one person say, I wish I could take that back. No. Not one. And then what's funny, too, is a lot of them don't even go back and do the big wedding. No. It's like, we're married. <laughs> we're, like we're married. We're we old and annoying. We have money. We want to go travel. I don't want to be with your family yeah. anyway. So <laughs> we thing. want you. I've not yes. heard one person no. say, you know what? I wish we'd spent $100,000 and blown it out for these no. photos. Oh, my gosh. No, we had Winston had one of his best friends was getting married May of 2020. Mm-hmm. It was a destination wedding. So we were all we had everything booked. You know, we were going Winston was in the wedding the whole thing. And of course, you know, cancel, yeah, cancel, cancel. cancel. And so uh, we got a text from him and he was like, hey, tonight, get on Zoom at 6 p.m. So we get on Zoom at 6 p.m. and there's literally 200 people in the Zoom and it's just them two in the backyard, both parents and then like a, a pastor and they just did it. And now they're and now they're killing. It. They have a baby now. They're, Life's I mean, they're, great. Oh, they're just moving on. And so there is weddings are wonderful. I don't want to be the one of those people who are like, you never need a wedding. No, <laughs> weddings are fun and they're beautiful and they're exciting and you yeah. celebrate something beautiful in life. I'm all for it. But they are so, they can be so overrated. Yeah, yeah. They can be so overrated. Oh. So, Kevin, Kevin, get married. Kevin, get married. God, wait till 2024. Go now. Kevin, get married this weekend. This weekend. And send us the photos. And if ju- you send us the photos, we'll both do- put them up. <gasps> yes. Kevin, if you get married this weekend, both Rachel and I will post the photos. We'll even do something else. We'll, I don't know. I, I would, yes. We'll send you some gifts. We'll blow this up, Actually, Kevin. Have premarital counseling first. Do, yeah. do the do the responsible yeah, right. That's enough for Rachel. Let's go to Debbie in Jacksonville. What's up, Debbie? Hi, John. Hi, Rachel. Thanks for taking my call. Of course. What's up? Um, my husband my, my husband and I, um, we're in our mid-50s. We have our primary mortgage, and we have a home that we're currently using as a rental, that mortgage. Otherwise, we're debt-free. Um, 
I am not sure where to focus our extra funds, on the primary mortgage or on the rental. One caveat of the rental property is that eventually we'd like that to become our primary. It's in a retirement community that we love. Um, We're just not ready to go there yet. Um, Our primary mortgage is, uh, we have about 320 left on it. The home is valued at about 550. Our rental property, we owe about 210 and its value is about 320. Um, When are you gonna retire? Probably 10 years. I'd focus on your primary first. No, the rental. Hmm. Okay. Debbie, I'd sell the rental. I know you don't want me to say that. Even though that's where they're going to live, but it's going to be 10 years. In a t- decade. T- in a decade. It's fair. Fair, fair, fair. Good job, John. Yep. I would sell the rental, and then you would owe $110,000, and you know, would knock that out in a few years, and then you could start socking away cash. But the difference between now and 10 years, if you'd met the 10-year-ago John Deloney, that dude was a train wreck. And you and I, I'm not mm-hmm. super got it all together right now, but you should have met that dude. That dude was nuts, right? Like, <laughs> who knows what the world's going to yes, look like in 10 years. Um, I would not mm-hmm. be paying... 10 years worth of mortgage interest on a half a million dollars for a decade. I just wouldn't do it. But that's me. If y'all, if sure. y'all just have to, have to, have to hang on to it, then it ends up becoming a debt, right? Well, yeah. And, right. and, and in 10 years, Debbie, think about if, yeah, you do all this, you pay it off, how much cash you guys are going to have freed up from your mortgage once you pay off your primary mortgage and mm-hmm. investing all of it. And then what your house currently will be worth your primary. And in 10 years, all of that together, you guys could get something awesome and maybe a better location a better community who knows what this community is going to look like in 10 years or be i mean yeah there's so much or if you have kids so one of them's gonna have twins air. and say mom will you come live by us? who knows what's gonna happen in 10 years right um that's <laughs> right, just that's right. just my thought on it that's a long t- if you're telling yeah. me two years yeah, um, or yeah, three yeah. years or something then that's a totally different proposition there mm-hmm. sure sure all right well thanks for your advice absolutely hey, thanks, so, hey, hold on, real quick up. how does that sound you don't like that do you i know you don't but tell me how that feels i no, no, it it feels okay. I I've heard Dave talk previously about you know he doesn't really like rentals unless you can pay cash, and he usually gives the advice of selling the rental. And so I, in my heart, knew that that was the right answer. <laughs> um, but I was just wondering if, given the caveat that you know we were hoping to end up there, if that shed a different light on the situation. Yeah. It did for me for about 0.5 seconds, but then I gave you terrible advice. <laughs> <laughs> almost. You almost got Rachel. Then, I was like, wait, 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 wait. No, no. Um, right, right. Yeah. Sorry, Debbie. That's it. You know in your heart, no, though. And you know what? I, it's going to feel so good. It's going to feel so good when you throw that at your primary mortgage. Yeah, because right now, Anyways, I mean, you're looking at being done. Right? Well, actually, she said it's, it's worth 300 right? So, or 350 yeah, but, so. But, clo- but, I mean, like. Throw 130 so. Close gonna, at it. Like, yeah. it's. Yeah. <laughs> I'd much rather uh, do that. For sure. And in 10 years, you never know what's going to happen. So, All right. Hey, Rachel, thank you yes. for hanging out today. Great show. Great show, John. Thanks. I want to thank Austin, Kelly, James, Ben, Zach, Andrew, Will. Kelly's not even here. I'll even thank you, Will. It's good to see you showing up here at the last minute. Thank everybody. Bobby's thank you, America, for joining us. Um, listen, take care of each other. Be kind out there. And we will see you soon.
Hey, it's John Deloney, co-host of The Ramsey Show. Did you know over 18 million people listen to The Ramsey Show every week? A lot of those people listen on one of our 600-plus radio stations across the country. To find a station near you, go to RamseySolutions.com show.